0: Welcome to the Joy Factory Monthly, an inappropriately named podcast for the Joy Factory Project by yours truly, Sean Duke. On today's show, I'm joined by a special secret guest to talk about the joy of stabbing people with knives. I mean, the joy of peeing your pants before, because your house is haunted, or also alternatively being eaten alive by your neighbors. I mean, horror. That's what we're going to talk about, horror things. The joy of horror. Woo! Thanks for joining me today on this adventure of virtual nerdery. I am your host, Sean Duke, proprietor of the Skiffy and Fanty show, professor of nerdly things, and sometime writer and TTRPG dork. If you're here, it means you fell down a magic well into some kind of alternate reality. Welcome. We have beats. And with me today, we have Tanya Ransom, writer, podcaster, and supreme vampiric queen of Nightlight Pod. Welcome to the show.
1: Hello. Thank you.
0: So I got you here because we're going to talk about A thing that's near and dear to your heart, Mm -hmm. which is the joy and wonders of horror, which I think, given that you're part of Nightlight Pod, I I would assume you're a big fan, because otherwise, what are you doing with your life?
1: No, I totally (laughs) hate horror, actually. I I don't know why I even started that podcast.
0: (laughs) (laughs) What are you doing with your life? What are you doing? So I, I thought we'd start with a, a big question, right. which I think I've kind of asked you before on other shows, but we can talk a little bit more about it. Which is really like, why horror? What what is it that draws you in? Why is it your jam?
1: Well, I've got four brothers, um, three of which are older than me, um, so of course I always wanted to keep up with them. And you know, boys like horror, especially teenage boys. So you know, once they hit their teens, you know, and I'm seven, eight, nine years old. You know they were watching horror, so I wanted to watch it too. Um, And I think it kind of started off as I wanted to impress them by not being afraid. (laughs) Um, But you know, when I actually started, I watched Candyman was one of the first horror movies I ever watched, and it actually didn't scare me. You know, I expected it to scare me, and that I was going to have to pretend not to be scared and be all brave and tough to impress my brothers, but. I wasn't scared and I actually found it really interesting and enjoyable. You know, I, I kind of liked the, the feeling of dread that you get when you're like, Oh my God, what's about to happen? You know, that tension, you know, it just, it just pulled me into the story and I got to be in another world for a while, which was, you know, pretty cool. Um, you know, it was a nice distraction. I didn't grow up in the best, um, environment. You know, there was, um, there was some trauma in my childhood. So uh, it was it was a nice escape. You know, I got to kind of see someone else go through some terrible things, You know, for even if it wasn't real. I got to see that there are other terrible things in the world, I guess. And for some reason, that brought me comfort. <laughs> you know, I don't know, maybe that makes me a psychopath. I don't know. Um, <laughs> but you know, I think I talked to somebody about this the other day. And you know, we were kind of talking about how Horror can is kind of like the same. Watching horror is the same thing that we do, like when we have nightmares, right? You know, we have nightmares to prepare us for these, you know, terrible scenarios that our brain thinks that we might face someday, and you know, also to like process information. Um, but I think horror movies and horror stories help us process some of the negative things that happen in our lives. And I think that it also kind of gives us ideas on how we can survive something terrible that hasn't happened to us yet and hopefully will never happen. But, um, you know, we get to be prepared for things and, you know, not be flailing around and screaming (laughs) instead saying, "Okay, you know, I watched this movie. We got to do this kind of thing.
0: (laughs) I like how you say the The flailing and screaming. (laughs) The, The number of times that I have seen a horror movie where the character sits on the ground and stares at the thing coming for them for right. an inordinate amount of time. And I'm like, no, get get, get up. up and run. But, what and you then doing? they try to get
1: up and run and they trip 1,700 times. Yeah. And it's like, dude... <laughs>
0: I was saying to you off that, uh, you know, I'd watched House on the Haunted Hill, the 1999 version uh, with Tay Diggs and Allie Larder and a bunch of other people. And there is literally a moment when I just like, I was into it, you know, I was kind yeah. of having a good time. And then there's a moment when this character just sits on these stairs while this ghost thing is coming to suck their flesh off.
1: Oh, yeah. I, I don't like that character
0: at all. <laughs> right? For like an hour, they just sat there and I I al- I. Broke. I was like, okay, like you gotta move. What are you doing? Right. You gotta get up. Yeah. Because so long, it's like, why are you staring at it? Like it's not a siren. Right. Like, it's not, it's not using its magic to stop you from right. moving. Get out. Right. And, and she did it repeatedly. Like when when yeah. they managed to get one of the little windows open so they could escape, she yeah. was like, oh, I'm stuck and I have to stare and not move. Right. Like no, out the window. Yeah. What are you doing?
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, it's interesting the people. the the responses that people have to scary things you know like for me for instance you know i'm terrified of snakes and i will do one of two things when i see a snake i will either completely freeze or i will grab a hold to anyone who's next to me and try to climb them like literally (laughs) just to like get off the ground
0: One of those responses is is actually useful.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. The freezing thing actually works with snakes, right? You know, it doesn't necessarily work if there's a serial killer stalking you, you know. Not so. so
0: good for serial killers, yeah. But I
1: mean, yeah, but I mean, it's like, you know, it's a biological thing, you know. I don't think that we have a lot of control over what our default is in terms of whether we fight or flee or freeze. But I think that that's part of the thing that watching and reading horror prepares you for. I think that nightmares prepare us for that so that we don't freeze in those situations so that if we need to fight we know how to fight and if we need to flee we know how to flee those situations it allows our brain to kind of practice that so that we don't freeze in the face of something that's horrifying
0: that's i like the way that you think about that that's going to change the way i watch some of these uh 90s because it's all over 90s films oh, yeah the freezing thing <laughs> yeah. It's going to change the way I think about them now. It's like, oh, no, no, this is actually the fact that I've seen all of these from when I was younger has prepared me for the fact that I'm not going to do this. Right. In the event that, you know, the supernatural monster comes to eat my soul. Right. Uh, (laughs) So that's great. That's very helpful. Well, okay. so on the subject, because we've already mentioned a lot of different types of horror. And I was really curious for you. Horror has a lot of different types, Mm -hmm. you know, subcategories, like hundreds of subcategories. And if you're not a horror fan, you may not realize just how many there are, but it's it's quite diverse as a field. Mm-hmm. And I'm curious if you find yourself leaning in certain directions more than others. Oh, absolutely. Um, I know that I like certain kinds of horror, but like the hostile style is out for me. Yeah. Where it's just like the too tortury. But like, I love me like a good slasher or a good supernatural horror where there's like a slow burn that leads to terror. That kind mm-hmm. of stuff really gets me. But what about you?
1: Um, supernatural is probably my favorite type of horror. Um, haunted houses, you know, subgenre of that is definitely my favorite. But there aren't very many good haunted house stories or movies out there. I think it's something that's really hard to do. Um, I love psychological horror for sure. You know, especially mm-hmm. if the main character doesn't know if they're actually crazy or not, you know, if they're imagining yeah. this thing, if it's real, you know, is, is the way that they're reacting to it um, going to be helpful or harmful for them? You know, that that constant questioning of whether or not they're doing the right thing. And if they're even reacting to something that's real, I think is really fascinating. Um, I don't particularly care for, like, torture porn type stuff or slasher horror. There's some slasher horror that, you know, I like, like, you know, everybody likes, like, Friday the 13th and, you know, <laughs> things like that. But, um, but you know, I'll, I'll watch slasher horror. It doesn't bother me by any means. But I definitely prefer more quiet, dreadful kind of stories rather than the violent kind of horror.
0: Yeah, I, I agree that I, I'm not as into, like, the violent side of it. Mm-hmm. This is why I think like, some of my favorite films are basically like serial killer films. So like, you know, Silence of the Lambs, uh, Seven, things like that, where there is horrifying stuff in it. But right. most of that, it, the actual terrible stuff has happened off screen because it's yeah. about the discovery of what's going on.
1: Yeah, exactly. I don't find the violence horrifying necessarily, yeah. you know, like it, it, that that's the thing for me is it's I really enjoy feeling a sense of dread. Yeah. And, you know, watching somebody be killed doesn't really fill me with a sense of dread. It's just like, okay, this thing is happening. And this is bad. But you know, especially like in a slasher film, you kind of know that the person's probably going to die unless they're the main character. And then, you know, they're probably going to live. So there's not, there's not that component of dread for me, because I already kind of know what's going to happen, yeah. you know, which I mean, that also happens with psychological horror and supernatural horror, where, you know, I know that this thing is going to happen. And so I don't feel dread in certain scenarios, just because, you know, if it's a trope or something that's been done a million times, then, you know, that's not gonna be as interesting to me as something that's kind of a new spin on the genre.
0: Yeah, and that was that was something I was thinking of immediately was, like, the, the 80s has like this whole slasher period, mm-hmm, tons yeah. and tons. And I've been watching lots of these films I've never heard of before. And you can see the tropes being just sort of like dragged to their death Uh <laughs> yeah. because tons of like I just started watching uh, Ed, Edge of the Axe, which is on Shudder, some ridiculous movie with a guy who murders people with the axe. It's got a lot of bad acting but it's it's just kind of a it's just a regular slasher. There's not anything kind of really new to it. It's just sort of okay. there's a guy with an axe who wears a mask and he kills people. Right. Okay, yeah. dokie. But when you do a slasher like this is why I think Scream was so big when it hit was it's a slasher but it like subverted what we expected a slasher to be and was right. self-aware uh or yeah. there've been some interesting slashers that have come more recently where they kind of tweak things around and play with the the tropes. And I think when you're dealing with one where and yes, you know, I think a part of why a lot of slashers get made is because they're really cheap. They're easy to make. You don't yeah, need any special yeah. effects really. I mean, other than like fake blood and that kind of stuff, but, and so there's just tons of them. But when you start getting that like playing around with the trope and like, Oh, the guy you think is going to die. No, 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 he doesn't. It's right. the other character that dies or you think they're going to die now, but they don't. So I like the trickery with music when they sometimes make you think this yeah. is the moment and it's not. yeah
1: exactly exactly what do you think about final destination like do you consider that
0: partially a slasher film yeah because like death is the one killing them all yeah (laughs)
1: yeah but i really enjoyed final destination you know i think you know it definitely has a supernatural component to it obviously yeah but i think the creative ways in which people die in that film are are what really make it for me because you know you don't necessarily feel the sense of dread so much because you know these people are going to die because they're you know that's the whole point (laughs) (laughs) of what's happening Um, that they can't escape death but you're curious about the way that they're going to die and when you think oh they're going to die this way like oh they escaped this thing but then in the process of escaping that particular fate they you know pulled themselves into a much worse (laughs) scenario you know I I think that's really interesting that's something I really enjoy about that film
0: yeah I feel I feel about Final Destination kind of the same way I feel about Saw which is that they're very clever with how they're Mm -hmm. approaching their style of film. So Final Destination is a sort of supernatural, you could argue kind of a slasher film with a supernatural component, uh, Mm -hmm. but it's very clever with the deaths, right? How they're going to die and what happens when they subvert death uh, because it it eventually comes for them. And so sometimes it can be surprising of like, oh, I thought they got past this. So they reset the cycle. Nope, nope. You just, you (laughs) misread, you missed a clue. Yeah. Uh, and Saw, I think, kind of does that a little bit too, where there it's a, more about the manipulations of of uh, Jigsaw figure, you know, getting these people into these horrible situations. Uh, but the way that each of those films sort of ties to each other, uh, I really really appreciated the way that they did that on purpose. Like each film yeah. adds something to the previous story. So I that, I kind of feel that way about both of those. That Final Destination, I I don't really get the sense of dread from Final Destination, but if horror could be fun, Final Destination kind of fits the bill, <laughs> if you yeah, can think yeah. of it that way. Yeah. yeah,
1: oh, definitely, definitely. I think Final Destination is such a fun film. And, I mean, there's memes everywhere right. about it, too, You know, which I think is a testament to the fact that it is a fun horror film.
0: Yeah, without being a comedy.
1: Right, exactly. Yeah, exactly. And it's fun, and it doesn't make it any less scary that it's fun. Which I think is is a really cool thing, you know, that they accomplished with that.
0: Yeah, because in a, in a way that the, the 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 scary thing of Final Destination is you're trying to escape fate, and mm-hmm. fate is going to come for you, and everything you're going to do probably isn't going to work. I mean, they're even right. told by Tony Todd plays uh, the the mortuary guy, and he like basically yes. at one point tells them like. You're you're gonna die, and Fearing there's shit of, you
1: can do. Yeah, there's, <laughs> right? no,
0: there's not a lot you can do. Like you can here's some clues of what you might do, but it's probably not gonna work. And I think like the the fan theory, and I have not seen all the final destinations, so maybe they they confirm this. But the fan theory is that he is he is the manifestation of death. And so when they go oh, to I him for that. their clues, yeah. it's actually kind of like you're basically asking death. And he's just curious of like, what are you gonna do? <laughs> like, here's the clue. Right.
1: Yeah, I mean, let's see. Let's see what they do. You know, he's just gonna toy with Basically, them. Basically, yeah, yeah. interesting.
0: Which makes sense. You know, he's playing a mortuary attendant, so.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, and he's Tony Todd too, so it's kind of. Yeah. You, you almost have to do that at that point, even if that's not what you intended to do with that film. You know, once you see that floating around, you kind of have you to. You kind of have <laughs> <to>. <laughs> go in that direction. I think you know. Yeah.
0: It, I was thinking, too, it, here of uh, a lot of horror that I find really interesting, which is films like It's It Follows, where mm-hmm. there there are rules that you can follow, kind of like Follow de- uh, Final Destination. But right. ultimately, you can't truly escape this thing that is coming to kill you, that it is right. inevitable that it will catch you. You can only run so long. And it's similar to, like, yeah. um, The Ring, you know, where... Yeah. you watch the tape and you're kind of screwed.
1: Yeah, once you've watched the tape, you've sealed your destiny. Yeah,
0: I love that stuff because then it's about people desperately yeah. trying to get a, get away. And there's only two ways that goes. Either they do or they don't. Right, and, exactly. Yeah, and oftentimes they don't. They just die.
1: So curious, if you were in that type of situation where, you know, it didn't matter what you did. At some point you were going to end up killed by whatever it was. Would you just give up or would you keep fighting?
0: I think I'd probably keep fighting because I, I I'm not ready. Like <laughs> Fuck Dad. <laughs> He's not taking right. me. <laughs> Yeah. What about you?
1: No, I get I get it, yeah. Well, I mean I've got a kid, so yeah, I would say yeah keep fighting but if I didn't have a kid I think I'd be like you know what <laughs> like this is too stressful I don't need this type of stress I'd rather just be dead
0: I think it's depends like I have a pretty big aversion to like a painful horrible death and so if there's some yeah, way I could true. bargain that's of true. like can I like go out with like morphine like can I have a nice <laughs> right. death like I'll just give myself over I think I then I would yeah. but, but if it's yeah. gonna be something yeah but
1: if they're gonna like <laughs> rip you apart limb by limb then yeah I'm gonna fight like I'm not gonna let you do that
0: burn to, to death or like have my, right. my body cut in half by a saw or like fall in an elevator like yeah no yeah. thank you
1: nope I'm not signing up for that I'm gonna I'm gonna prolong that you know for as long or you know, like escaping that for as long as possible. precisely
0: yeah but I think I would probably like honestly if there's this weird guy at the mortuary he's like seems to know what's going on and I right. know I'm going to die at that point like I'm probably strapping that guy to a chair and getting a battery out and, like I'm getting <laughs> answers from you and you're gonna stop with yeah. your cryptic shit like,
1: like, right, like I need straight words. I don't want any riddles or any of this other. You're like, nope, nope. Just tell it to me straight. Tell
0: it to yeah. me straight. You know some shit. I want to know what it is. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> and I will cut off your fingers to get it,
1: or wait, stab you, stab you. I forgot about yeah, the yeah. You got to stab, stab. No, There's no
0: finger cutting off. Yeah, you can't do that. No, no that's lots of stab wounds. Violation of the international criminal court. Yeah. yeah. So. <laughs> So, okay. So we we talked about some of the genres. Uh I'm curious what are some of the the recent works of horror recent like say the last decade whether written or in film that like really really shook your brain.
1: Oh, okay. Um well, I just watched this movie um a few months ago called 12 Hour Shift. Mm. And um it's actually a horror comedy and it's about this um nurse who is in with these mob types and she harvests organs from dead people and they go and sell them on the black market but she, she 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 sends a kidney for them but her cousin who is you know like ditzy blonde loses this kidney and so now these mob types are after her and her cousin because they're like we want our fucking kidney where's our kidney and you know the, the kidney's been lost so now she's got to like find somebody else who's going to die or kill somebody so that she can get this kidney and it's it's so it's so weird cuz normally i don't enjoy horror comedies a lot like i prefer more pure horror but man i love the hell out of that movie so much it's such a good movie um it's on shutter okay so if you have a shuttered um subscription totally watch it um it's directed by bria grant and i think she may have written it too i can't remember for sure i think she did you know full disclosure like she's a friend of mine Ah. Um, uh. which is which is why i ended up watching it To begin with, you know, it's probably not something I would have watched on my own. But, you know, my friend made this movie. And so, of course, I'm going to, you know, support my friend and watch it. And I watched it and absolutely loved it. And like, anytime anybody asks me, like, what's the last great thing that you watched? I'm all like, (laughs) 12 hour shift, because it's such a good movie. It's such a good movie. And it completely changed my opinion on horror comedies. So, you know, now I'm much more willing to give them a chance because, you know, I actually really enjoyed it. And, you know, the horror part, like, it, it's funny because there's not a ton of dread in the movie, you know, it doesn't really build a whole lot of that, you know, deep in your belly sort of dread, you know, you're you're definitely there's a lot of tension, you know, you're wondering, you know, what's going to happen? Are they going to kill this person? You know, are they going to kill this other person? Is there somebody going to come and kill this nurse instead? You know, so there, you know, there's definitely a lot of tension. But you know, there's not the dread that I usually seek in a horror movie. So I was I was really surprised by how much I liked it, but man, I freaking love that movie
0: (laughs) so much,
1: so much. It's such a good movie. Aside from that, um, let's see. I, I read this book by, I can't remember her name. It's Alexandra Sokoloff or something like that. I can't remember 100% what her name is, but, um, the book is called The Harrowing and is about this, um, haunted dormitory basically. Um, you know, so it's basically like a haunted house story, which, you know, I've already told you is kind of my jam. So, um, so that's a really good, book that i would recommend anybody read paul tremblay is an amazing author and um, i just read survivor song i guess it's probably been almost a year since i read survivor song but that's a really good one it's like um and it's so funny because it came out right around the start of the pandemic and it's about a pandemic um but it's rabies basically rabies has kind of mutated it starts killing a bunch of people so it's kind of you know think of it like a zombie novel novel but with um rabies instead sure. of like zombie zombies um so it's a bunch of rabid people <laughs> you know running around oh. and attacking people but it's a, it's such a good book such a good book
0: that sounds awesome i've been meaning to read a, a tremblay but i haven't gotten to it yet so
1: oh he he's so good and the thing is is he's got a couple of books that that don't really have and, and i think that that he's definitely a writer that does more vague endings and kind of lets the reader come up with their ending. So, you know, he ties up, he ties up everything. Right. But, you know, there's still this, there's usually this question of, okay, well, what happens next? Yeah. Kind of at the end. And, you know, and a lot of people don't like that. They like everything tied up nice and neat. They want clean cut endings. They don't want any questions at the end. So, you know, if you're one of those people that you need, you know, security (laughs) in your endings, he's probably not the writer for you, but I mean he's an amazing writer and you know I love that his endings are somewhat ambiguous because it it does make you question things about life in general. You know, questions about if you were in this situation, what would you choose kind of thing. So it it really draws you in to think about some things that are uncomfortable, which I, I that's something I really love about horror. Yeah. Is how it makes you question some really uncomfortable things and really examine what's important to you
0: yeah that that is definitely true of my experience with getting into horror proper over the last like year is some Mm -hmm. of the horror that's making me really question like difficult subjects so like I watched blood quantum last year and absolutely everyone should go see blood quantum it's so good have you seen it?
1: I have not. I was just thinking I need to look this up and see. I haven't even heard of it. I don't know. I've been like working a lot so I've been under a rock.
0: <laughs> it's an indigenous zombie uh, horror film.
1: Oh is this on Shudder?
0: Yep it is.
1: Okay yeah I think I saw that like recommended for me and I added it to my list but I haven't watched it yet because I have zero free time.
0: But... I get it. It was a film that I would had wanted to see when I heard that it existed because zombies are a thing that that's of all the things in horror, zombies are the thing that actually scares me the most. Oh, really? Yeah, like, yeah, like all the other stuff, like, oh, ghosts are kind of creepy, and like, yeah, like I can get scared a little, but like, zombies, like, I- I've been to one time, I went to one of the haunted houses at Universal Studios for The Walking Dead, and I'll mm-hmm. never go again. <laughs> I used my friend's younger brothers as a meat shield because I was so <laughs> terrified. Because zombies scare the bejesus out of me. uh, And so Blood Quantum, naturally, I was going to have to watch it because <laughs> zombies scare the bejesus out of yeah. me. But it's really good and deals with indigenous politics uh, Ooh, and the relationship yeah. of indigenous people to white culture. Uh, and it, it's really fantastic. And so that one was making me confront a lot of big things, which is like yeah. the, the very fact of this relationship that people have to reservations and the people that live there. Uh, it's right. a big part of it. It's uh, politics. So,
1: you know. Well, you know, it's funny. Zombies scare me too, but not the same kind of zombies as you, I think. Oh. Um, You know, so for me, I grew up with stories about people who were raised from the dead by conjure men and women, basically. So, you know, like hoodoo voodoo. Right. That kind of thing. And it's basically kind of like locked in syndrome where you're trapped in your body and someone else has control over you rather than you just being, you know, trapped in your body and you can't move. Um, Someone else has control over you. And so that's, I don't know if I told you that I wrote a book. No, um, I wrote a novella um, about this because so the thing is is like um, my dad died it, thirteen years ago um, almost, and he had um, he had an accident and he had brain surgery because he had a bleed in his brain, and then he started having seizures and the seizures just basically melted his brain. So you know he was awake, his eyes were open, but he wasn't really there. You know, like he couldn't talk. He didn't respond to anything. You know, if you asked him a question, you know, there was no like nodding yes or no or anything like that. And one of the things that I was really afraid of was that he was aware of what was happening to him and that he couldn't communicate or control himself in any meaningful way. Like that's a horrifying way to die, in my opinion. And so I started writing this book and at first I didn't realize that I was writing about his death because, you know, the the main character was a zombie in the sense of, you know, a conjure man kind of zombie. And about halfway through, I realized what I was writing about. And I was like, Ooh, I mm, can't do this. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. you know, cause it brought, you know, again, like, or, you know, can bring up a lot of questions. And, you know, once I realized what I was writing about, it brought up a lot of feelings and questions and I was not ready to deal with them because I started writing it not long after um, he passed away. And so I shelved it for a really long time. And, um, Ended up getting therapy and I got diagnosed with PTSD because watching him die in that way turned out to be really traumatic. Who knew? (laughs) You know, so, you know, once I got therapy and, you know, started working on, you know, coping with PTSD and, you know, dealing with all of that, you know, I was able to go back and, and finish the book. But, um, but yeah, like that to me is is horrifying, you know? So zombies horrify me, just not the hard brains kind <laughs> yeah. of zombies, mostly because like I think about, um, the fact that, you know, okay, there's all these decomposing bodies and I'm really fascinated with death and decomposition. So I understand how that process works. <laughs> and <laughs> I realized that, you know, zombies really couldn't run after you. They would start to fall apart and, you know, their legs would come off. Um, I mean, there's all kinds of weird things that happen to dead and decaying bodies, but they generally don't hold together for very long. So I'm not particularly horrified of zombies because, you know, I mean, you can give them a hard shove and they're going to fall apart. (laughs) You know, so, but I, I do find the traditional sort of zombie- story is really interesting and fascinating i just don't find them frightening because i look at zombies and you know all i can think about when people are fighting them is they should be falling apart right now why aren't they falling apart
0: <laughs> well th- th- i guess it depends on the zombie
1: this is true there are different kinds of zombies you know i really enjoy the ones that um it's like a viral infection yeah. that makes them zombies um or a fungal infection because there is a zombie fungus that actually exists and infects deer and,
0: and ants and other things and, yeah yeah and
1: insects and things like that so you know there is a scientific basis for that and i find that really interesting it's just you know if they die and come back from the dead especially after they've been buried like that doesn't yeah frighten me in any in, you know any shape form or fashion you know i still find it entertaining but yeah it's not frightening in any way now the viral infection kind of zombies or the fungal infection zombies you know are you know, that is scary. Because there is a scientific basis for that in the world right now. <laughs> you know, like yeah. that happens to actual mammals even. So, so it's
0: you possible. know, the thought
1: that, it, yeah, I mean, I mean, look at, um, you know, coronavirus, like that mutated pop, you know, probably from bats, you know, it didn't, you know, there are a billion examples of viruses that started off in animals and mutate and jump over to human beings. So, you know, it's not so far fetched that the cordyceps fungus And make a jump over into people, and well, that's terrifying. Then we got zombies,
0: (laughs) (laughs) and depending on the kind of zombies we get, that could be extra terrifying because, like, twenty-eight days later, zombies—right? That they they call it the rage virus, but like, whatever. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you know, those terrify. I think because obviously they they decay over time, you know, and so as they don't get sustenance, their bodies fall apart, and like it doesn't take terribly long for them to eventually die, as long as they're not able to get anything to consume. Right. But the problem is, like, in those early weeks or months, right, they have no, they have no, like, endurance thing that tells them they need to stop.
1: You know, we're humans,
0: like, we get, like, our first and our second wind and all those kinds of things. But, like, humans can only run so long before they have to stop. But, like, these zombies don't. They just go full bore. Yeah, they're running
1: on adrenaline the whole time.
0: Yeah, they'll literally run themselves until their bodies fall apart. Yeah. And that to me is terrifying for a lot of reasons because I'm a little chunky, so I definitely can't run very fast. Uh, (laughs) And B is like, I know my endurance level can't keep up with one of them.
1: Right. Nobody's could.
0: Yeah, nobody's could. (laughs) And then what makes it worse is that they they can just vomit blood on you and infect you. Any drop gets inside your body, you're done. And it's a rat. Yeah. Yep. And you turn in a matter of, of minutes at most. You know, that's yeah. terrifying that, yeah, you know, your loved one could get, like, infected and suddenly you have to kill the person next to you.
1: Right. And it's really easy to get trapped in a situation where you're trapped with somebody who you know is going to turn yep. at any moment. Yep. And you have no escape. Yep. <laughs> you know, so it's like, okay, I got to kill you now while I still can or wait <laughs> until you're superhuman and try to kill you then. You know, because, I mean, it's really hard. Right. Like, when you think about it, it's really hard to kill Someone you know and love while they're still human. You know, when they're superhuman, it becomes a little easier, especially, you know, if your life is threatened, but killing someone proactively is is a really difficult thing to convince True. yourself to do. And so while you're trying to psych yourself up to do it, you know, they're over here frothing at the mouth, ready to
0: ready to kill on you. Yep. <laughs> That's why I tell my mom that uh, if there's a zombie apocalypse and she gets infected, I'm just letting her know that I'm not going to have any qualms with taking care of her. <laughs> because she yeah. ceased to be my mom at that point. So. Right,
1: exactly. Yeah, that's, that's how you have to look at it. You have to.
0: That's the other thing, I think, with, with a lot of zombie narratives. When they're done well, they deal with the the human element, the consequence. Yeah. Like the zombies are the, the persistent threat, but they're not really... right. The thing, it's more about, like, how do we continue to have some semblance of civilization in all of this? Yeah. Which is the thing I get frustrated with sometimes that there are a lot of zombie narratives that seem to just, like, we throw that out because we're going to have endless misery instead of, like, you no, know, no, how do you actually make, how do you really survive and work together to survive when there are millions of the dead walking around? Or in this right. case of the virus, the millions of the infected waiting to kill all of you at any moment. Right. That's And you the have to question. yeah, and
1: you have to work with people and all that. I mean, this whole pandemic has really showed us
0: <laughs> we're not equipped.
1: We are not equipped by any means. You know, but I th- I think honestly like we might have fared better with a zombie apocalypse because a lot of these people who, you know, refused to wear masks and, you know, things like that would have happily shot things. <laughs> You know, so like if, if we have something that we can shoot at, then
0: we might be OK. You know, yeah. I,
1: I think humanity would cope a little, bit, at least in America. You know, I don't know about other parts of the world, but in America, you know, there are plenty of people who are willing to shoot at monsters. So,
0: well, I think it's also depends on the on where the infection takes. But there have been a couple university universities that have tried to do like infection, like take those uh infection dynamics or whatever with the statistics yeah, yeah. of how they spread. Uh, mm-hmm. and tried to compare it to zombie viruses, and it basically said like yeah, we're screwed, It's <laughs> <That's> basically <laughs> what they come out with,
1: yeah, yeah, well, I mean, yeah, it's you know in how infectious something is depends on a lot of factors you know so there are some there are some models that show oh well it would spread really slowly so we wouldn't have to worry about it because it would be a lot like ebola or something like that would be fairly easy to contain it but then you know there are other models that say well if it worked this way it would spread so quickly we would all be zombies within 24 hours
0: yep Yeah, that's the one that, that's the scary one, because, like, (laughs) we don't have a zombie preparedness guide, really. The CDC has that joke page they put up. Yeah. But, yeah. They're
1: like, oh, if you're prepared for a zombie apocalypse, you're prepared for anything. And it's like, well, Well, are we? No, because a lot of people are prepared for the zombie apocalypse, but they were not prepared for coronavirus.
0: Yeah, that's the truth. That is the truth of it, right? In a lot of ways, we just were not, as a society, prepared. And I think that actually bodes pretty poorly. For the possibility of us surviving a zombie apocalypse, should such a thing yeah. actually happen. Which is yeah. not exactly a joyful thing, but hey, horror made us think of it, right? So. Right. <laughs> Yeah. So now it's going to be a big question of like all the new zombie and infection stories that come out is like, okay, well, how infectious is your thing? And how realistic is it that your characters survive?
1: (laughs) Right, exactly, exactly. You know, it's, you know, if you would have written, you know, a zombie story or any sort of, you know, infectious disease story five years ago, and you had a whole bunch of people who were like, nope, that's not real. You know, your publisher or producer or whatever would have, you know, told you like, that's not realistic. But now it's almost like you have to put people denying basic facts in there or it's not realistic because we've seen that people will deny super basic facts
0: it's all propaganda it's false flag operation (laughs) (laughs) those videos on the news of people biting other people that's not real it's just staged they're crisis actors right exactly that's where we're at well tanya uh i think we're getting to close here so I i have to say big thanks for coming on to talk about horror this is a lot of fun
1: oh absolutely i'm so glad you invited me this is i always love talking about horror
0: i know that's why i pitched it to you i was like hey, i can get tanya on for this like oh yeah 100 yeah. <laughs> percent. yeah well there you have it, folks new episode is complete i do want to hear from you so if you have thoughts on horror send them in you can email me directly at sean slash contact or you can send me a tweet at sean duke tanya if you'd be so kind would you let folks know where they can find you and your stuff?
1: Yes. Okay. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Mystifying, M-I-S-S-D-E-F-Y-I-N-G. Uh, you can find the podcast Nightlight at Nightlight Pod or nightlightpod.com.
0: Awesome. Go subscribe to the podcast. If you don't, I will cry.
1: Please. I'll cry too if you don't.
0: Yeah. So there you go. And that, it will just bottle the tears and just use them like, uh, what a Molotov, Molotov cocktail. Molotov yeah. <laughs> cocktail. They do, they won't light on fire, but they'll sting your eyes because it's salty.
1: Uh, your tears don't light on fire?
0: Not yet, they don't. Do I need to get a procedure done?
1: Yeah, obviously.
0: Oh, okay. Well, we'll 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 share <laughs> deets on the doctor to get that procedure done. Absolutely. Well, I got you. Thanks again, everybody, for being here. Make sure to check out the uh, Joy Factory Monthly podcast on your favorite podcatcher. If you enjoy the show, five star reviews on the iTunes PodChaser, all that stuff. And on that note, joyful transmission concluded.